Welcome to Paint My Mind Podcast with your host, Rasmus Lenthagen. Follow along as we explore a wide range of different topics in search for a greater life and better problems. Now, enjoy the show. Brian Ray, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thanks for inviting me, Rasmus. It's my, it's my pleasure. I'll, uh, actually, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself first. Just give me a short, uh, short version of uh, who you are and what you do. The short version. Okay. Got to remember, my mom was almost all Irish. I don't know if I can be short. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, real, real quickly. I grew up in the United States, Oregon, state of Oregon, Northwest. Uh, from a family with six children. I always loved animals. I went off to uh, college and uh, I went to Roman Catholic schools, went off to college, secular universities, studied biology. Then I got a master's degree in zoology, studying mammals and pack rats. And then I got a PhD in science education after teaching for a few years in institutional schools. And during my uh, studies as a doctoral student back in the 80s, uh, I ran into what we now call homeschooling from an academic perspective. Uh, I had already heard of it, but that's when it really came to the front and my recognition and awareness. And during around 1984, I started looking for any research there was on homeschooling, and there was almost nothing. So in 1985, I started a journal, Homeschool Researcher, and all of a sudden became an expert because nobody was doing it. That's how you become an expert. You know, that's one way to become an expert. And then in 1990, just after finishing my doctorate, uh, some other men and I started the Institute National Home Education Research Institute, which is a nonprofit organization. And so I've been doing research on homeschooling for about 38 years, following the movement, studying the movement, talking with people in the movement, talking with the media, legislators, court cases, all this kind of thing. So that's what I've been doing and following and studying for a long time. That's interesting. It, it, that's the third, it sounds that's the like a story. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and my, my wife and I have a few children and maybe we'll talk about that later. Absolutely. I, I would love to hear the long story, but I know we're, uh, yes. we don't have all the time in the world today, so uh, yes. we'll get into it. So I'll, I'll just share the reason for inviting you first so the listeners uh, get the picture from where I'm coming from. So I am um, a father of two boys, very young. My oldest son is turning three this summer and my youngest one is just shy of six months. And uh, I live in Sweden, which I... I I think most listeners know this by now. And growing up, I like I went to public school like everyone else in Sweden, and I never really thought of because uh, it's it's called in Sweden it's called uh, what's the word for it? School duty. It, school duty. That's it. <clears throat> yes. And we always heard about school duty. Everyone has school duty in Sweden, and I never thought twice about it because it was just. We went through school and we finished and it was fine. But now being a parent and, and, and looking at how schools are today and what the kids are learning and, and the different, you know, um, well, they're not so different. Most public schools are pretty much the same, I'd say, at least here. I started thinking about it because it's a very big question. If you have kids, how, how do you want, who do you want? to educate your kids and how do you want them to, to learn and what you want them to learn. And I come to find, uh, I think I knew somewhere in the back of my head, but I come to find that school duty in Sweden is basically that it's illegal for us to homeschool our kids. And I was kind of like, I was shocked, even though I already knew it. I was like, wait, so what if I want to homeschool my kids? I'm not allowed. I actually can't do it, which is very, it's because I don't know, I haven't heard of many cases in Sweden where, you know, someone's tried to do it. And then what's the consequences for doing so or keeping your kids out of school, out of public school, so to speak. Um, but from what I understand is that eventually, if you just refuse to put your kids in public school, 
social services will come to your house and God knows what will happen then. I don't know if they'll take your kids or if I don't know because I've never heard a story about it, but it is something that bugs me a lot because uh, I think freedom of choice and freedom of, uh, especially when it comes to our own children is hugely important. Uh, so this is the reason why I wanted to talk to you about homeschooling and, and learn more about it because uh, obviously it being illegal, so to speak, in my country, we don't learn about it at all. Um, so yeah, that's the backstory of why I invited you. So I don't know where to start, really. Um, maybe we'll just start homeschooling. What, what in America? What is homeschooling? What yeah. kind of rules is there around homeschooling? And, yeah. and and how does it work? That, that's a great introduction, Ros. How, how do you pronounce your name, Rosmus? Am I close? Uh, yeah, Ra Rasmus is fine. We say Rasmus in Swedish. Okay, Rasmus. So, yeah, Rasmus. That's, a, that's a great introduction because I think that the vast majority of people in the world, at least up until 30 years ago, for about 100 years, were institutionalized. That's all we knew. That's all we knew. It's like, like all a fish knows is water, right? So I went mm -hmm. to Catholic schools. 87% of Americans go to government public schools. You went to public school. So we just think it's it's like air. That's that's what happens. Like in in America, I say people think public schools came with you know God, apple pie, and the American flag. They they think it all came together, but it but it did not. It did not. And uh, so I think that's really important to consider. And, and I am answering your question. So for the first hundred years or so of American history, and by American, I mean you know after the revolution and we became a nation. And mm -hmm. I'm talking after. After what we used to call the Indians, now we call the Native Americans. After that, you know, for a long time, it was parent-led, home-based education. And some people will argue, well, not in the cities. Yes, even in the cities. And, and there was a reason. It was because the culture and the history of, American, of Americans at that time was parents are in charge of education. It was not until the mid to late 1800s the people who were promoting institutionalization of education started really make a big fuss and eventually they won. Okay. But it was not until 1900. Now think about this historically. It was not until 1900 that the majority of children were in what we now call public schools in America. And even then it was only for a few months per year, maybe, and maybe a few hours per day. So even then it was not this mass institutionalization that we know today. So that's, that's a little bit of the backstory to what I'm going to tell you is home-based education. Or, or, I already gave up you know, some of the answer. Homeschooling is parent-directed, home-based education. So it's, it's not only by parents. It's not only at home, but the parents are in charge. And the parents direct the mm -hmm. children's education. The government does not direct the children's education. The government does not own the children's education. The government does not own the children. The state does not have the children as their property. So that's the basic presupposition of at least freedom in America. Okay. We, we still have that. And that's, that's a pretty, I think, a shining light here. I think we have a lot of dark stuff here, but that, that's a shining light. And, and it's the, it's the flip of, and, and, and I'm, I'm just going to roll. Interrupt me anytime you want, Rasmus, because I'll just roll. Uh, yep, yep. The antithesis of this, and that's what you are experiencing in your country, in Sweden, and a few other nations, is raw, vulgar statism. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read for you. Now, I'm not saying it's only people in other countries, because some Americans cannot believe that there are Americans like this guy. Okay, this is a book uh, came out a couple, three years ago, Homeschooling. The History and Philosophy of a Controversial Practice by Professor James Dwyer and Sean Peters. Now, some Americans cannot believe this, but listen what they wrote. Okay, uh, Dwyer is a philosopher, and Peters is an historian at universities. I can't remember where they are. Dwyer is at William and Mary School of Law. It's a pretty pretty prestigious university here. And where's the other? Where's the other dude? I don't know where he is. Oh, he's at. Um, 
Okay, so the second one is at University of Wisconsin-Madison. That's a big, well-known state university. So here is yeah. the here's the philosopher. And I and I gotta give him credit. I complimented him. He at least is honest about his assumptions, his presuppositions. And this is where this all comes from. Uh, I'm not gonna read all this because that's boring on a podcast. But anyway, number uh number four of his six presuppositions. The state, a lot of us would say the government must have the ultimate authority to determine what children's interests are. Period. That is raw statism. That's Plato who says, you know, the, the child is the property of the state, basically. That is, and, and you and I just talked right before we started recording, that I'm not supposed to worry too much about cancellation here. But I'm, I'm going to try to say it as <laughs> kind of mildly as, mildly as I can. Um, that's the same thinking of China under Mao. That's the same thinking of China under the current communists. That's the same thinking of the German authorities and powerful people in the late 30s and early 40s. That's the same thinking yeah. of, I'm not going to name too many nations, but that's the same thinking that drives the banning of home education. The state yeah. has the first and final authority over a child's life. Now, on the other hand, different worldviews like classical liberal freedom-loving, classical liberalism, uh, natural law, uh, Christianity, they all share something, and that is the belief that the parents are the ones who raise children. The parents are the ones who make decisions about children. Now, of course, Rasmus, this, this never means obvious harm. It never means, okay, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, those worldviews say that is wrong, and that's where the state has the authority to wield the sword, so to speak. Okay, but it has to be has to be clear and obvious harm. But when it comes to education, because education has to do with the, it, you know, let's let's just face it. And and I started saying this twenty years ago to uh, all audiences. I don't care whether the audience is a parent audience or whether it's a, a scholarly audience or whatever. All education, all schooling, whether it's government public schooling, private institutional schooling, or homeschooling, all of it, Rosmus, in a way, is the teaching, training, and indoctrination of children. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of scholars don't like that word indoctrination. All it means is putting doctrine, putting uh, concepts, putting principles, putting propositions into or toward a child's mind. We all do that, right? I mean, you teach your yeah, children certain so. things. I teach my children certain things. Yeah. The state in the government-controlled schools teaches children things. All right, so that's my role. That's my starting role. It's parent homeschooling is parent-directed, home-based education. And the vast majority of homeschoolers in America, the vast majority, they involve all kinds of people outside the family. They have cooperatives. They've got online courses. They've got scouting clubs, baseball, softball, soccer, basketball, church groups, synagogue groups, Muslim groups, whatever. But it's it's mm -hmm. directed by the parents. It's based out of the home. So that's the simplest way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I know you've done a lot of research on this topic, uh, obviously. If you compare, because I've, I've been talking to some of my friends about this, because in, in Sweden, this is not really something that we discussed because it's not yeah, a possibility yeah. for us. But um, I kind of started bringing this up around my friends and, and I started looking at, um, you know, some research coming out of the U.S. and stuff like this. So how does, uh, if you compare kids who that go to public school and kids that are homeschooled, right. uh, because when I talk to people, one of the things, and I actually thought of this too, is like, <clears throat> so... What happens you if you homeschool your kid is that, well, one of the things that happen is that they get a lot more time with the teacher. That is you or the mother of the child. It's, or pretty, whoever it's it obvious, is. isn't it? Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. So yeah. that must be a positive thing. It's uh, a positive. But then some of my friends started saying that, what about so, so 
how do I pronounce socialization. that word? Socialization. Yes, socialization. and and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. being with other children, learning right. social cues and right. stuff like this. Yeah. And I said, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're good. Maybe right. they're not. Uh, what does the yeah. research say? You know, it's it's so fascinating talking with you. You know, being Sweden versus <laughs> United States. Like it's it's in yeah. some ways we're so similar, but in some ways we're totally different worlds. Like it here politically uh, and 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 we're very different politically i'd say uh um, yeah yeah so so think about this the humans right? are similar yeah humans are we're so similar human wise you you think about in in the united states we now have we now have over 3 million homeschool children how how many school age wow. children are there in, how many homeschool how many school age children are there in sweden did you do any statistics i'd did, say zero Maybe there's a few. No, 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 no. Well, what, what I mean, no. Just while we're talking, see if you can multitask. How many school? How many school children are there in Sweden? How many total ch- school age oh, children? Uh, Do you know? I have no clue. We're a population of ten million, so I'd say maybe two million. Yeah, let's let's just guess three million. Yeah, we, say three. You, all so all. If you have three million, all of your school age children. That's the same number of only homeschool children we have in America. So they're they're yeah. everywhere. They're everywhere. They're it's it's really strange because you, you can go. <clears throat> let's say I just go to the store right now. It's uh, whatever time it is here. It's uh, it's just past noon here. So I go to a grocery store, and I go in there, and there's a family. There's a mom with three children, and and they're mm-hmm. they're, they're two years old, uh, seven years old, and nine years old. Guess what? They're homeschooled. Yeah, almost for sure they're homeschooled, unless one of them sick yeah, and they go uh, to the doctor. So I just say, "Hey, hi." I mean, I do this all the time. Hi. Oh, do you happen to be homeschooled? Yeah, we homeschooled. It's it's all over the place here. Uh, so I'm starting to answer your second question, and that's that's the socialization question. And if you're a homeschool family here, you are sick and tired of hearing the question because it's it's been asked. <laughs> if you if you've been homeschooling for a few years. But, but but on the other hand, compared to 10 years ago, very few people ask the question anymore because we now have a modern history of homeschooling and most Americans now have met a homeschool family and they realize, wow, these children are, in some ways these children are no different, but in some ways they're very different. Okay, I'm just giving averages. On the one hand, the way they're no different is they're still children. You know, they laugh, they joke, they get in trouble, they do whatever they do. On the other hand, on the other hand, they tend to be much more capable of interacting with all ages of people. Like if you if you bump into them in the grocery store and you strike up a conversation, on average, they're more capable of talking with adults than children who are spending six hours per day with their peers who are very school children tend to be peer oriented at best peer dependent at worst and all of us know we we would rather probably have children model after mature wise adults than we want them to model their behavior after a foolish seven-year-old you know what i mean uh so uneducated children are doing they're doing life that's real rather than an institutional life. So any given does, day, does the research uh, does the research show this, or is this just yeah. experience? Yeah, no. As I'm just giving you the experience now. So we now have 35 years of research in America, at least. And a few years ago, I did a systematic review of all studies on the learner outcomes of academic achievement, social development and how they're doing in adulthood and various aspects of adulthood. On the socialization, social development uh, topic, the majority of the peer-reviewed studies showed that homeschooled children are doing statistically significantly better in terms of social and emotional development than those who go to institutional schools. And this is on things like uh, self-concept, self-esteem, acting out aggressive behaviors, uh, you know, depression, all these kinds of things, on average, they're doing better. That's all I can tell you. The majority of the studies 
statistically significantly better. And I'm not sure that any of the studies showed they were doing worse. Uh, it's yeah. the same kind of so, thing. You, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I want to play devil's advocate because one of my uh, very good friends asked me a question or he gave me a statement that I thought was, hmm, that's very smart because, and I don't know, but I'm, I'm hoping that you can answer it. He was saying that, well, if if you look at research and the research suggests that uh, homeschool children are doing better in many, many aspects uh, compared to public school children, his his first thought was that, well, most of the homeschool children are from uh, families that are better off e- economically. They can afford to homeschool their children. Mm. So they probably would have done better even if they went to public school. Yeah. And I thought that's, that's a good point. I, I need to ask this question because I, yeah. I don't know if, if, you can, uh, that is, if you can speak on that. It's a great point. Your friend is a good researcher. <laughs> or at least he has the makings of a good researcher. Yeah. So, so in, uh, He's a smart guy. Yeah, so in, in the research that's in these in these studies, uh, the most of these scholars are are you know with it enough and, and knowledgeable enough to know about controlling for statistical variables like that. So that's mm-hmm. when I gave you that report, it's it's holding these other things constant to statistically, they're still doing better on average. Yeah. So so those are take those are taken those are taken, you know, basic demographics like parent income, parent education level. Uh, race and ethnicity, all of these standard demographic variables that you try to control for statistically when you compare two populations, they're controlled for in these studies. Yeah. Now, but but I want to make a comment on that in particular. So so yes, the researchers are are good enough that they can they can figure that out. And these are not all studies by me. These are studies by dozens of researchers. Okay. But I want to make a comment about that for a while, and it still lingers a little bit amongst some scholars in America and some of the media, you know, they, they, in the past, they, not that it was necessarily with a bad intent, but they, they tended to try to portray homeschoolers as, you know, white, wealthy, Christian, right wing. You know, they try to portray it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. 30 years ago, there was a little bit of truth to that. Okay. There was some truth. Um, the, the the majority tended to be Christians. But on the same hand, Rasmus, right away, I got to say, there was always a, a more much more left-wing element in the modern homeschool movement in America. As far as the money and the wealth goes, it's not true. They have been, on average, median income to slightly below median income families overall. And in fact, in the last five years, the data been showing that the, the, the median income of the families has, has actually gone down a little bit compared to the national average of those who homeschool. Uh, so that's that's not a good argument. I mean, it used to kind of be something people would throw around, but it's not. I mean, even even the like the national federal data on homeschooling is no, their median income to a little bit below. And then another thing yeah. on the ethnicity, I don't, I don't like the term race, but anyway, ethnicity uh yes it used to be very white anglo but during the last 10 years skyrocketing against ethnic minorities especially black families so you know it's it's a very diverse group of people in america i mean you've got wealthy poor black white brown you've got christians muslim atheists jews you know satanists whatever you you've got the whole <laughs> mix in homeschooling literally it's all it's all over the place um so but your friend had a great question it, and it's the same thing it's the same thing with academic achievement and it's something you kind of mentioned earlier maybe think of this you know when people ask well how can these homeschool families do okay academically but i think you mentioned what did you mention the time with the teacher Yes, so, yes. Yeah, that's, that's one control. aspect that I think is very important. Yeah. yeah, one way I like to look at this with people is like let's let's just throw out the H word. Don't even don't even talk about homeschooling for a minute, okay? But you go through this with any any adult, any professional teacher, educator. I'm just going to start asking you some questions. When do children usually learn more? When they're with a group of 25 or with a group of five? 
Five. Five, yeah. When do children learn more? When they're being bullied or when they're not being bullied? Not, obviously. Yeah, yeah. When do, when do children usually learn more academically? Um, when the curriculum is customized to their strengths and weaknesses or when it's just a one shot has to fit everybody? When it's customized. Obviously. obviously it's obviously. Yes. Okay. Yes. When, I, when I, children... I, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but you just start going down through these variables mm -hmm. that almost all of us know what's better for children. And on average, yeah, I'm not especially saying, your I'm, own children. Well, your own children. I'm not saying all homeschool families do great. I'm just saying, on average, these things that are good for children for learning are systemic to home education. Hmm. So why I, would they? I, I wanted to ask why you would they on, not do well? Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you on because it, uh, obviously we can't do it here. I know our neighboring countries, Norway, Finland. They're actually allowed to homeschool, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm not 100 on this, but I'm pretty sure that they are allowed to homeschool, but there is a curriculum that they have to follow. So you, you, there's, it's still I, I would assume they're learning the same things that you would learn in public school. How is that in America? Can you, is there anything you need to follow if you homeschool your kids, or can you just freestyle and teach them whatever you want? Yes. Okay, so. History lesson, United States of America. So we have 50 states at Washington, D.C. So we have mm -hmm. 51 different laws about homeschooling. And, oh, so every, and it, every state has a different law. Yeah. Yeah. But I won't get, I'm going to add quickly. In none of them is the curriculum laid out and mandated to any degree of specificity. So... About about the about the most it gets is something like this. Well, well, let me let me give you the whole the whole range of the United States of America. In some states, if you if you do not even make contact with the state or the government about your children, they don't even have to know they exist. That's America. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you could have a home birth, and you could live in a state like Oklahoma, Alaska, Idaho, certain other states where you do not have to contact the government about schooling and the government has no knowledge of your child. Wow. They don't even know you exist. Okay. Now let's, let's, let's not go to that extreme, but let's say, let's say you had a hospital birth and you got a birth certificate and so forth and so on. And, but you live in uh, Oklahoma, for example, the Oklahoma constitution says that children must something like go to school or be educated otherwise. The educated otherwise is a giant open door to homeschooling. So there's no law that controls homeschool. Uh, just like basically, and what I think what people don't understand, and you gotta get this in context, in most United States, there's no, the government is not controlling Catholic schools or private pagan schools or private atheist schools. They don't, the government does not control those schools. Does not tell them a it does not tell them a curriculum to follow. This this is still in some ways the land of the free and the home of the brave in some ways. Okay. Yeah. Now at the at the other extreme of statism, this would be extreme of statism for America. The some of the places like Massachusetts, New York, the state will say something like, "Well, if you homeschool, you know you've got to follow. You've you've got to at least teach the subjects that the public schools teach, but it keeps it kind of general, like." history, math, reading, but it does not specify the curriculum. Uh, and then certain states, will it's like you're getting permission to homeschool, but they almost never deny it anybody. Okay, so that's, that's to the extreme of statism in America. So to answer your question quickly, in almost no states do they mandate by any specificity a particular curriculum. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean if people can say like i've talked to people who actually agree with the laws here about schooling who say that well what about parents that if, if you're allowed to homeschool then shitty parents can homeschool their kids and t teach them a bunch of dumb stuff and or abuse their children or do this and that but i'm like yeah but we we can't i, I don't think it's a good thing to 
make the laws after the few really dumb people that are out there. Exactly. I, I'm, that, I'm very yeah. much for, for freedom. <clears throat> and uh, if yeah. I look at what we're teaching kids and <clears throat> going back to where I, when I was in school, which is 16 years ago, when I um, left school, I, I cannot remember more than three things that I learned that was very useful. And I mean, maths and language and stuff like this, of course. But there was a ton of stuff that I have no use for. And especially today when you can get all the facts and you can get, you mm -hmm. can look all the history mm -hmm. in five seconds on Google. Yeah. And, and, I'm questioning what they're teaching the children. It's like, yeah. you don't really teach them about economics, how money works, how to pay your taxes, how to do all the things that you're actually going to have to do when you, when you become an adult and you're, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. living your life yeah. like everyone yeah, else. To you what don't learn any of that. To what extent does the, does the, do the government schools of Sweden teach genuine, authentic, critical thinking? To question their government, to question their government, to question their teachers, to question authority, to you know, to what extent does a, do the Swedish government-run schools actually proactively teach that, or do they teach them kind of a pablum, politically correct curriculum? And it's not uh, just it's latter, not just, it's say. not just Sweden. I'm sorry, it's America too. It's the same thing in America. Uh, you know. I'll give you a strong statement that uh, is from, it's actually from a university of Sweden. It's uh, the, I think it's the University of Uppsala, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they have a sort of a slogan or something. You know how they would put like uh, a quote on, on top of the building when you walk in. Right. And the quote says something, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's something along the lines of this. Thinking Thinking uh, free is big. Thinking right is bigger. It's something along those lines. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that quote at all because what is thinking right? Is it what, what you're teaching me? Am I not allowed to question <clears throat> that? And yeah. on your point there, I cannot remember any of my teachers. When I was in school, it was like everything they said was fact. Yep. You don't question it. And if you question it, they usually didn't even have a good answer. It's just, yeah. I, I don't know. Critical thinking is, is so important. And, and I tell my, like my children are so young, but I, I am already. And I will always tell them to question me and question the school, question everybody. Because <clears throat> that's how we learn. We, we yeah. question things. So, so back in the, uh, this would have been the early 80s when I was getting my teaching certificate, my government-approved teaching certificate. Uh, we, we were yeah. big talking about critical thinking and how to teach it in the public schools and on and on and on and on and on. But I can go around, uh, you know, ever since I'm, I'm relatively extroverted. I talk to young people at the gas station. I talk to people in the stores. I talk to people on the airplane and the, everywhere, you know, the ultimate Frisbee field. Critical thinking about zero coming out of the public schools. It's it's very, very limited, Rasmus. I mean, this is what I want. Okay, any parents who are listening and educators, I don't care who's listening to your podcast, but here's the deal. When you put your child, we call it in America, we joke about putting them on the yellow bus, okay? We, we have yellow school buses and yeah. they, they go off to school on the yellow bus. When you, as a parent, put your child on the yellow bus, you are implicitly telling your child those people at that place controlled by the government are the authorities in all things. You need to listen to them. They have the truth. They have the right way of thinking. You need to, you're, you're, you're implicitly, because you're after all, you're mom and dad. And you must have thought that place was really good because you sent them there. That's the message we give our children. And, you know, that seeps into their minds. And their hearts, day after day, six hours per day here in America, that's where truth is. Okay, it might be a, a vague, it might be a vague truth, but whatever the vague truth is, it's truth. Or they might be a real specific truth, like, hey, even though you were born with what we used to call male genitalia, you can now become a woman. <laughs> but we don't know what a woman. We don't even know what a woman is. But you could become a woman. I mean, that is a vague, weird, twisted truth. But that vagueness and weirdness becomes truth to them. 
You see what I'm saying? So you yeah, you yeah. could have a crystal clear worldview philosophy, or you could have a, a vague one. Both are a worldview philosophy. And that's generally what they yeah. get in most secular government-run schools today is a vague, anything goes, anything is true, worldview philosophy. I, I, I don't yeah. agree with that, but that is what they're getting. Um, so, you know, freedom, if you cannot choose, I really believe this, that that home education, homeschooling, we call it homeschooling here, is truly the only real freedom space in America and in most nations. It's the only real freedom space for children and families. Because all the other is, it's controlled by people outside of your home, the elites, the powerful, the knowledge class. It's the professors of education who indoctrinate the students who become government-run teachers. It's, it's a system. Yeah. And, I, and I'm with those people. I attend, I attend the big conferences every year. It is a worldview. Yeah, I, I, I want to touch on a few of these things that, are, um, that you mentioned there. But before that, I thought of something now that I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I wouldn't say shocked. But if, so if homeschool children are doing as well or better, than public uh, school children. And I would assume that most parents who homeschool are not educated teachers, but they're yeah, still but, doing better. Yeah. That makes me think, yeah. what are the teachers for then? Isn't that, isn't if, that? If it's, I, I, I'm sure there's great teachers out there. It's not to knock yeah. on all teachers. I love, not, I love your topic. Thank you. Thank you. Rosmus, this is, okay. So first of all, I want to make the statement. You said doing as well or better. And that's a really important point. Homeschool kids don't have to do better, right? I mean, why do they have to do better? But research so far shows they are. Yeah, research so far says they're doing on average better. You know, that's great. So then you take you take your point. Huh? Interesting. So in the research that those of us who have done done, only about ten percent of homeschool parents in America have ever been certified teachers. They're not even necessarily currently certified teachers, and yet their children are doing better in terms of academic achievement, social and emotional development. So you have a perfect question. So what in the, is the point of certification? Now, here's, here's what's even more bizarre, even more bizarre. And I have gone back and looked at this research every few years just to see if it's still what I'm thinking. And you go into the, ri- the literature, review of research on the impact of government certified teachers in public schools, you're going to have a hard time finding that it makes any difference. In other words, the, the, researchers, the researchers are struggling to show that teacher training programs actually significantly improve children's learning. That's, that's mind-boggling. That's mind-boggling. And, it is and so mind-boggling. You have, I'll add something to that, though, because yeah. my thinking is – Probably if the if there was fewer kids in every class or fewer kids per teacher, that would probably have a more significant improvement. I would I would guess. It's an uneducated guess. Maybe. Uh, but but on the other hand, okay, let's let's just take somebody in your community. I don't know. Let's let's take uh I don't know, let's take somebody in your community who's a biologist, has a has has a little biology training and maybe works at a local mm-hmm. um we, here we call them nurseries, where they grow plants and sell them to people. I don't know what you call them. Yeah. And nurseries. Okay. And you say, yeah, hey. Something similar, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Susie, how would you like to teach? How would you like to teach biology in the local public school? She's never had any training, no government certification, no school of education training, but she knows plants. She knows biology. She loves learning. And she comes in and teaches. You know what? The kids in that yeah. class are probably going to do at least just as well as your government certified teacher in biology. I'm telling you, I know this. I'm a biologist. Yeah. I'm a biologist. It's a solid point. It doesn't. Now, t- let me give you another real simple example. We think, most people think, oh, you've got to go to school of education and get your public school teacher's license to teach, to teach six-year-old how to read English. Okay, so think about this. I, I don't know about... You know, I don't know about your languages, but in, in English here, the letter A has three sounds, A, A, 
off. Mm -hmm. Do you need do you need a four year degree to teach a six year old the sounds a letter A makes? Absolutely, no. Rosmus. Is this once you get into the homeschool world and meet homeschoolers, all of these all these layers of the onion start falling off of our our myth of what having to be a teacher is. It's totally a myth. Yeah. There's, I mean, we have twenty nine dollar phonics programs. You could have five children for twenty nine dollars. You could teach them all how to read. You don't you don't that, need that a is, you don't need is. a teaching degree. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm not so su surprised, I guess, but it's it's just uh, it's like common sense to me. It's uh, obviously it'd be better to grab someone who's like a biologist, like you said, who works with plants. And why would you need a four year degree to teach that? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it makes no sense at all. If you if you want to learn, okay, if you want to learn about composting, making some good compost for your garden, what do you do nowadays? You go, you go to YouTube. YouTube. You go to YouTube. Yeah. You go to YouTube. Hey, oh, look at that. And, you know, 15 minute video on compost making. And it talks all about fungi, bacteria, uh, you know, de yard debris, leaves, uh, pH. It, it talks about all that stuff. How many kids are ever going to get that in, in all their years of institutional schooling? And now you've got it when you Never. need it when you need it, when you're interested in it, when you're focused, and when you're going to apply it. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. You could go online. Uh, have you ever heard of Khan Academy? K-H-A-N? Khan Academy, it's, no. it's online. Okay, just your viewers can go look it up. I'm not promoting. I don't get any money from it. K-H-A-N. You can go on there, and you can start with one plus one and go through I don't know what they go through, maybe algebra, maybe calculus, I don't know. For free, all you have to do is, you know, have the internet. You can math, you know, math, one plus one through whatever, algebra two. How many adults in, in Sweden or America even know algebra two anymore? Not many. It's a whole, it's a whole myth of what school's about. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not criticizing school teachers. I've been a certified teacher. I've taught teachers. I've been a professor of education, teaching teachers. But the reality is we don't need schools of education and government certification for children to learn. We don't need it. We absolutely, the modern, the modern homeschool movement in America is proof positive that we do not need professors of education and government certification. Unless you want to make the argument, well, okay, but in public schools, you're working with 25 kids at a time. You're working with schools of 100 or 1,000 kids. We have a system. The state's got to control the system. You've got to have paperwork. You've got to have training about LGBTQ sensitivity. You've got to have training about critical race theory sensitivity. You got to have all, If you have to have all of that, well, then I guess maybe you need schools of education you know yeah you, you you touched on it there that's uh some of what i want to get into a little bit before we go is because i um obviously i have social media and i follow a lot of american pages for news and different things and and i've been seeing a lot of things in the last couple of years that i'm 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 really really not a big fan of which is the lgbtq <clears throat> stuff and and not in general i don't really care if you're gay lesbian trans whatever you want to do it's up to you i don't care i couldn't care less but when it comes to kids i've been seeing the the drag queens reading for small children i've been seeing the books that they uh that they the 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 books with sexual images that they have in some schools apparently and the things that they're teaching very very young children and just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I saw something that popped up on my Facebook feed or something, uh, and it was a Swedish book. And it's it's about genitalia, basically, and this is for kindergartners now. Yeah, yeah, it's not new. I mean, and it it, it 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 covered a few things that I don't think the whole book was horrible, but I saw some stuff that I didn't like. They, they talk about children at that age, kindergarten 
kindergartners now, three, four, five years old, touching their genitalia and liking it and, and yep. it feels good and all this stuff. Yep. And I I do not, for all that my brain is worth, understand why you would teach children about sex no. at that age at all. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's gay or straight or le- I yeah. don't care, but why right. that's the parents job in my, in my opinion, right. that's the parents job. Well, I, I, to teach I completely them about agree that. with you. I completely agree. <clears throat> you know, whether, whether somebody comes from a worldview of, of secularism or humanism or Christianity or Islam, it, it doesn't matter. We, we have thousands of years of human history that say that's best left to the parents, you know, and, and, and by the way, this is not new. I, w- I was in Switzerland, I think, at least 15 years ago, Rasmus, and they were pushing this into the into the elementary ages and I think down around kindergarten. So it's completely – it's people – it's sexualizing everything. I mean, that is not our whole life. I mean, most of us recognize of the, powerful, the powerful urges, and we're not prudes. We know about sex. We like sex, right? I mean, that's – humans like sex. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to, and there's no reason to push this on children. And the parents, it's their job to do this kind of thing. And some people might argue, yeah, but the parents don't do a good job. They don't teach them about prophylactics, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let the parents do it, and you're always going to have whatever, quote, mistakes or things happening, but you don't need the schools doing it. So you're right. I guess I want to get to the core of this. The government schools do push a worldview and an agenda. And that's why I was saying earlier, homeschooling is the only true freedom space where you can get away from the power of the government. See, that's that's what countries that are democracy and believe in freedom, they believe that there needs to be some protection or barrier between the power of the state and the individual. And if the, mm-hmm. if the state owns a child, there's no protection for the child, no matter what. Yeah. And that's what you see happening both in your country and my country, is when you put your child under the state in a government school, now the state has ever more control and authority over that child and power over that child. It's, it's, yeah, it's of course. really, really strong. But so, uh, like you touched on there, like we're all humans, and as adults, and and even you know young adults, obviously humans biologically we're, we're drawn to sex. I understand the sexualization of, you know, in music and all that because it sells, right? It, yeah. it's It sells. It makes money. I completely understand that. I don't bother to look at that at all. It, it's just it is what it is. But what is going on with? with this push on, on young, why, why would you push this on young children? Why? I'm going to, I'm going to point, I'm just going to point to something. Okay. Two different worldviews. All right. One worldview Mm -hmm. that I happen to be a part of is Christianity. It's called evil. It's in people. It's evil. Okay. I'm going to take another worldview that I think is is still related. Uh, Did you ever, or if you haven't, will you read, uh, read Orwell's 1984? Okay, I don't know if you ever read that. Uh, most of us in America, I know, actually haven't read it, but okay. I uh, think where okay. you're going with this. Okay, yeah. Rosmus, I, 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 I know thought, about the book. I thought I told you I had to go, but I'll take a few more minutes. I thought I had read it until a couple years ago. I went back and I realized I don't think I ever read that because I don't I don't think we would have read that in Catholic high school because <laughs> it has a lot of has a bunch of stuff in it. Okay, but anyway, so a couple years ago I went and read it, and I was. It kind of made me sick, like nausea sick, uh, because okay. So the protagonist, I think, is named Winston, and everybody should read it. I mean, I w- I would like you to read it, okay? I would like all your audience to read Orwell's nineteen eighty four. Read it, but I'm I've get heard through. about that book uh, many, 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 many times, and I've been very close to reading it uh, a couple right. of times. But it, it seems like most people that have read it, they're they're sharing what they've learned from it, and. I, I'll put it this way. Every person who I know who has read the book share, I share their opinions on. Yeah. So let me get to the punchline. Things globally. Why would they do this with children? So I don't want to ruin it for your, your people who are going to read the book, but I'll just do it anyway. So we get to the end and Winston is being tortured. It's, it's a gruesome pages of torture. It's like yucky, you know, just to me it's yucky. 
but the but the bad guy the bad guy who Winston had trusted is really a bad guy and he says why do we why do we do have all these controls why do we change history why do that and and Winston says to take care of us because you love us and, and he asks him again why do you do it to take care of us it's for our safety you love us and finally the the bad guy says no you're wrong it's because we love power they like power yeah they like power and and the people who are in our universities a lot of them many of them i i interact with them they love the power and whether it's people promoting lgbtq whether it's people promoting you know facing one race against or theory you know against another they love power they like controlling people yeah. and they love it they love it if i put my children in their schools to be controlled by them they love power yeah and it's it's divisive they they like to it is very divisive divide people into groups yeah. and and make it seem like we are more different than we are alike which is so, a huge yeah. lie yeah it's a bad thing I, I I pray that your nation one day in Sweden that that the people will rise up and start pushing back and saying, "Hey, we believe in freedom here. We believe in freedom for parents to help their children learn. We do not believe in government-controlled indoctrination." And I, I want to give you something positive you can look at. You and your audience can look at. Go look up the Rio principles. R I O principles, and a group of people who believe in parental uh, rights and home education wrote these when they all met down in Rio de Janeiro about five years ago. And I was there, uh, the real principles, I'll send you, I'll send you something. They can look it up. Just look up real principles, homeschooling. Please, please You'll look it up. And, and, and all over the world, most nations documents, official documents say that the parents have the authority to do this, but some of your nations are violating those principles. Mm. I'll definitely look into that. And and to be on a positive side and end it on a positive, I think uh, when we talk about, you know, Orwell, uh, 1984 and all that kind of uh, stuff, I think the last few years, a lot more people have uh, been waking up to, um, let's say, the the powers that be and the people trying to control everybody and, and yes. everything. And yes. I think... Uh, it's a very positive thing that people are waking up to uh, what's going on in the world. And yes. uh, especially when it comes to our children, because it's the most precious thing we have. Yes. Yes. I agree. I've, I've seen a lot of positive awakenings. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Yeah. I got a, I got a meeting. Um, thanks a lot. Maybe if you want me back someday, let's do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brian, uh, just before you go, if people want to learn more about this, is there any website that you have that they yep. can go on and, and read? Yep. Research, just come to our website, uh, nheri.org, N as in national, heri.org. And there are a couple of other groups. It's like beginning homeschooling and all that. Uh, but anyway, you want to learn about the research and just get some fundamentals, go to our website. we got a bunch of stuff there. Fantastic, Brian. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow and subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes. Until next time.